welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. We have a special, special, special guest in the building today. I have my lovely girlfriend, Alejandra, joining me on the podcast today. In this podcast, we discuss the new COVID 19 statistics that came out from the CDC, taking ownership of your own health, and the importance of being open-minded. If you enjoy this show, please feel free to share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. Leave a five-star rating, and please leave a review. I appreciate you, I honor you, and as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. I am blessed and honored to be sharing this podcast today. With my wonderful, wonderful girlfriend, Alejandra Hernandez. Welcome to the show, Bebe. Hi, I'm excited to be back. It's great to have you here. We just celebrated Ale's 28th birthday this weekend with um, ourselves and also with some friends. So it was really nice to do that in a time where that is not the norm. And it was interesting that these last few days we're taking a really really deep dive into COVID and especially with some of the different information that's been coming out with the CDC where essentially they've came out and said that roughly six percent of all the deaths were strictly from only the coronavirus and that the majority of the deaths have actually been from people that have multiple comorbidities, at least two to three, I believe, if the information is not escaping me right now. Yeah, I think the the premise of it is to understand that 94% of the cases had two to three other illnesses listed on the death certificate along with COVID-19. Therefore, 6% were COVID-19 and nothing else listed on there as well. So yes, the comorbidities I think is so important to to talk about. And I think that's been making waves on the internet being discussed from different Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts where they're listing this out. And really for me, kind of thinking about what that means. And we've had multiple dinners kind of talking about what that means when I think for us, it's really about having a conversation about health. Absolutely. And and health, to me, is first and foremost the most important thing we have in building our immune system and being able to fight viruses like the coronavirus and all the literally hundreds upon thousands of other viruses that there are in our bodies at all times. Because when we have a healthy immune system and a virus comes around, well, now our body can actually work to fight against it. And the way that our body can be really powerful and our immune system can be effective is when we are eating well, getting enough sleep, managing our stress, getting out in nature, getting our feet on the ground, getting sunlight, making sure we're getting the right nutrients in through food and supplementation. And like I've been telling you, Ale, the my biggest pet peeve 
during all of this is how there's been very little to no rhetoric around how do we as individuals strengthen our immune system and improve our health during this time so that God forbid we do catch the coronavirus, we're able to fight it just like we would work to fight off the flu and other types of diseases. Absolutely, for sure. And I think what I'm seeing and I think what we both experienced in sharing what the CDC put out is this is so sensitive and so politicized that even discussing health and saying health is wealth and that's so important and you know what we believe in terms of let's strengthen our immune systems get some sun meditate go outside you know all of these different things when we say these things um, we get met with kind of resistance from people saying you know this either oh this is not a hoax or it's not that simple or you know just a variety of different things where you know, I personally had someone reach out to me and say, like, we can't just open up the country and and take off our masks because of this. And I never made that argument. And I think that that's really important as well. Like the purpose of understanding this statistic for me is understanding that as a country, we are very unhealthy as a country. And that's for me. I believe that. And that goes into in time, I'm sorry, in pair with what you're saying in terms of we're not talking about health enough. We're not talking about how we can better our immune systems and protect ourselves. And no, eating, you know, making a lifestyle change is going to come with its challenges. And that's a part of it is having this discussion why it's so important to be able to share tips that help. You know, I wasn't meditating at 15 or 16 or 17. This is very new to me that meditating consistently is like within the last four months of my life. It's so new and being able to talk about how we can set up systems in our lives to be able to improve our health. And I don't think that needs to be political and I don't think that it's an either or conversation about whether or not COVID-19 is real or not of course it is it exists you know I was looking up earlier we've had 183,000 people die and now we're understanding that there are other underlying illnesses tied into that but either way because of the health of these people a lot of people have died and also age. I mean, that was another thing that the CDC put out was age. And so talking about this, I think, is really important. Um, and that's why I'm so happy to be here is to be able to discuss, like, how are the ways that we have implemented health in our lives? Because it's we like I think we understand that's not easy. We, we've had to make a commitment to do this on a daily basis for it to stick. Absolutely. And one of the points that you just made that I think is really important to speak on even deeper is that we are not trying to dismiss COVID-19. We're not trying to undermine all the people that have died. And we're not trying to tell people that, you know, you shouldn't have a almost like a healthy respect for the virus. And what I mean by that is like, take your precautions and do the things that are going to be effective in helping you essentially take your health to a higher level. And if it's somebody who has a lot of these underlying conditions, yes, protect yourself. 
And I was having a conversation too, based off some of the posts that I put up on Sunday night, where talking about, you know, health is wealth and how having like the better and the more that you really take care of your health, the better position you're going to be in to fight something like COVID-19. And one of my really good friends who even works in media, you know, me and him had a great conversation around this because he was saying the same thing to me that you were experiencing where he doesn't want people to interpret what I say as, you know, COVID not being a big deal or it being a hoax. And I said the same thing to him where, look, like I'm not undermining what COVID-19 is. However, what I am undermining is the idea that just this virus in and of itself is what's causing so much destruction. Mm -hmm. And it's not the case. It's not that by itself. What it's doing is it is showing us how unhealthy of a nation we are. Like, don't get me wrong. The USA, like here in America, if I was to get hit by a bus, there's no other place I would rather be hit by a bus than in the U.S. because we're going to have the technology to work to put me back together. However, when it comes to encouraging people to work on their nutrition, work on their stress management, work on their activity level, and how that is going to help so much in a person's health, that's not what we're taught here. And a lot of the information that we are taught around those subjects, quite frankly, are just wrong. Like the whole calories in versus calories out Mm -hmm. type of ideal. This whole thing that you can like out exercise a bad diet. Like it's all BS. So I think it's really important that one, we really, really, really focus on our health. And when I was having the conversation um, with my boy, we're going back and forth and I let him know how upset I I am around the lack of a narrative around the importance of all of the things that an individual can do that I mentioned earlier around lifestyle that can really put them in a position to thrive and to fight viruses. And one of the great things that he brought up after we were going back and forth is how there's so many people walking around in the US who haven't been taking their health serious that had no idea that they even had all these underlying conditions. Mm -hmm. They have no idea that they're Mm pre-diabetic. They have no idea that they have high blood pressure, right? They don't even think that, they, they might not even think that they're obese. And with this lack of awareness, when something like COVID does and does hit them, it does seem like it came out of nowhere. But it's this lack of awareness and consciousness around what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and how that affects their health. Absolutely. And I think what I really enjoy talking about is what are, and you've done this too, is what are the things that we can start that are, you know, bare minimum in terms of effort and money because I think that's where a lot of times it's a conversation it's like oh I don't have the time and I don't have the money I think are the biz- the biggest excuses that we hear and I'm talking about okay what are the things that we can do for free 
well, drink lots of water. Well, go, you know, we're blessed to be here in Florida where we do see the sun for most of the year, being able to go outside and get some sun. So depending on where you are, being able to maximize on that, uh, getting some movement in, maybe that's taking a walk. And if it's really about time, maybe you schedule a phone call during that walk, whatever it is that you get to do in order to collapse habits and make it as easy as possible. I think that is so incredibly important. And and it, it begins to build on itself. It's like we talked about this the other day where it's like once you begin to eat a certain way, how you used to eat no is no longer the same. You know, we've talked about different junk foods that we used to love. Like I would crush chewy chocolate chip cookies like it was no tomorrow. I would love when they were on two for four sale. I'd get both of them and they'd be gone within like four days. And the thought of eating a chewy chocolate chip cookie to me is so unappealing that I could have it sit there forever. And it's from changing literally my taste buds of how I've eaten and that habit. My body no longer craves that. And I think that's one of the things also that's really important to talk about in addition, talking about support, like who's a friend that you can talk to and begin having this journey with on like, OK, let's get our health together, whether you're maybe you're in a relationship, maybe the two of you are able to kind of get together and be able to get on that journey of doing it. And the reality is, is there there are so many issues. And we talked about this in the, the episode when it was during it was in June. It was after George Floyd was killed. And we talked about a lot of the systemic racism that exists. And a lot of that has to do, too, with food deserts, which we talked about. There's a lot of systems in place that make it really challenging for people that are poor, which are oftentimes intersected with people who are black and brown and what it means to be healthy. And so, yes, that reality absolutely exists. And back to what you said, taking on my health is up to my own responsibility. I cannot wait for someone else to do it for me. I didn't begin my journey until I made that decision. And there are a lot of people who have a choice, who have the decision, but don't make it a priority. And that is very real as well. There are a lot of people in America who have the ability to make the choices of, I can do this, that's going to be better for my health. I can do that. Every single choice is either going to hinder or going to improve your health. And I that is something that I get really big on as well. And kind of to wrap this tangent on is, the fear you know we talk about our immune system and when we are instilled with fear and live in a stressful day-to-day life that has a huge impact on our immune system and so that's another thing when we talk about COVID-19 you know there are very real consequences for the health of our nation and how we're seeing it play out with COVID-19 and to then couple that with mass media and headlines on fear mongering on what COVID-19 is and what it does that does not support us and our immune system at all if we're going to take that in so if if it's you like when COVID-19 first broke out I was on Miami Herald Twitter like every single day pretty much just looking at what Florida cases were doing and I really I realized within two weeks that I was not doing well checking that So I stopped because that was not supporting me. I felt myself getting so consumed by the statistics and what was happening. And our media tends to do that with headlines, even just beyond COVID-19. They do that with everything, whether it's a natural disaster, COVID-19 or whatever it may be. 
it's always the biggest thing on earth that is, you know, going to end everything, the end all be all. And that does not support us when it comes to our immune system. So really addressing going back to the health is beyond physical. It's mental, spiritual, emotional, really taking the time to be present, to like really do whatever you need to do to make sure that things that are stressing you out are not in your life to the best of your ability, starting small and gradually getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, you make such a great point, especially when it comes to the mainstream media. And it's tough because on one hand, that's where a lot of people get their information. That's where a lot of people get their news. However, I don't think a lot of people realize how sensationalized the media is. Um, or I'll say the, the the mainstream media, the big, big media outlets. And it's really crazy when you see these like tickers on the news stations where the number of deaths keep rolling up and up and up, or they keep showing every single case rolling up and up and up. And it's like crazy that you'll just continue to show this number for hours upon hours while your news feed is going on, even during commercials. And that's going to scare people. Mm-hmm. Like imagine like, like there's no tracker on there of like all these people who are getting COVID and recovering and who are doing fine and <laughs> yeah. who aren't dying. And, and I'm not saying that to like be a dick, but I'm saying it because it doesn't behoove the media to put things out there that aren't going to get a lot of views or aren't going to get a lot of clicks. And uh, I make up that a bunch of people healing from COVID is not going to get a lot of media attention or it's not going to have a bunch of people click on it and like read more and see what's next. And to me, it's troublesome. It's hard. And it's also super tough when everything gets politicized and I've experienced it on both sides, specifically with the CDC where a certain, certain statistics will come out and then a bunch of people argue, well, you know, that's people on the left who are saying that and bringing that up. And that's why it's not real. And then the CDC will have different statistics, statistics come out. And then those same or a different group of people will say, well, that's all the people on the right and that's why that they're saying that because it supports their narrative and this, that, the other. And I'm just like, yo, give me a break. Like, <laughs> like, like, how, like how, how do we take every single thing that is COVID related and blame it on the Democratic Party or the Republican Party? Like, it's mm-hmm. silly. Like, the, the politicization of COVID-19, wearing masks, stay at home. Should we have the kids go to school or not go to school? Do asymptomatic um, people or asymptomatic carriers of COVID spread the disease? Do they not spread the disease? Like all of the back and forth and how it's put in a political sense is damaging people. I've, I'm seeing that it is hurting friendships. It is hurting like like family relationships like it's literally crazy to me 
how much people are caught up in being right when it comes to the political side of this disease. It's crazy. Yeah, we've talked about that where I feel like the two of us and I, I personally know a few people as well where right now it's it's such a interesting time because you know I've identified myself as a Democrat in terms of voting and left-leaning and then something you know like 2020 and every conversation that we've had it's been so similar to what you said it's been so crazy for me to see be on one page and be like oh the left is doing this and they want this and they want this and I'm like what what who who is the am I not the left anymore like what I'm so confused and then I'm on a person who identifies very heavily with the Republican Party and then they'll say something and I'll be like all right I can see what you're where you're coming from I can see how that makes sense and then I'll see someone on the Democratic side say something really nasty about the right side. And I'm just sitting here like this is not I don't think that this is helping anyone. And it puts me in such a weird place where I am really right now in a space of I'm going to read something and I'm going to take it in, assess and think, OK, does this make sense to me? If not, yes. If not, no. That does not matter to me on what based on a stereotype or what our society believes that that which side that belongs in or what that belief in like if something is notoriously known by being accepted by the Republican Party and not the Democratic Party but it's something that logically makes sense to me then it is what it is and the same thing on the Democratic side and so for me that's been so interesting because yes I think that it creates such a division which we see at this moment and I think it's kind of hard to to take a step back and look at it and think, wow, like right now, I really do feel like this is the most divided I've experienced our country. And I don't know, maybe, you know, 2016 was something along the lines of that well as well. But I really feel that right now. And I think that we've got to start having conversations in a way that are going to in some way as much as possible lead with compassion and and be open and not just shut people out. And that includes, you know, me whenever I feel triggered by someone. Um, when we did the podcast, as I talked about on on racist like our systematic racism in America, like that's something that I get very triggered by. And I've done so much work over the past few months to be able to have conversations that are hopefully effective and hopefully moving forward and understanding like, okay, me becoming incredibly upset and not listening to someone is not going to help neither of us at all. And so I think for me, the biggest thing that's come out of 2020 is really having an open mind and listening to everyone whether that's someone who identifies on one side on the other side or no side just being able to listen and not take something as just completely disregarding it and I've been able to do that more and more and there are times you know I I sometimes go on certain pages and I'm like this is ridiculous and I just get off of the page because I don't want anything to do with it and then still remembering like okay that person has a story that person believes they're right what is it and I believe I'm right so right now we're both being righteous so like what is it that I can learn from this person and that may just well be like I don't agree 
that might be what I learned. I don't agree with this person, but being able to like open up and actually get to that step instead of just closing the door and being like, nope. It's uh, it's so funny and it's so necessary, I believe, for us to one, be able to think critically, yeah. two, access compassion, and three, be able to be open minded. And I'll even throw a fourth one in there. Be open to being wrong. Mm -hmm. Because the thing with science and what I believe makes science science is that it can always be challenged. It can always be made better. It can always be studied harder. And like there's always going to be concepts and different theories that come out that we accept as true until more evidence comes out. And it might not be true anymore. It can change. And when it comes to compassion, I believe that's a key ingredient to actually be able to listen to somebody else. Because if I don't have the compassion in me to check myself and be in a position to hold my own space and hold peace, then I'm never going to listen to what somebody else has to say. And this has been really powerful for me during this whole COVID time because early on, I very much would want to scoff at so many of the things that I was hearing, especially rhetoric around like, you know, just wait for the vaccine. When the vaccine comes, we'll all be good. And don't get me wrong, I do still scoff at that because, <laughs> and maybe we can save that for a whole nother podcast. Okay. I digress. But when it comes to being able to think critically, where it becomes problematic is when a person self-identifies as a Democrat or a Republican or, you know, conservative or liberal or however you want to put it, because I find that when a person puts themselves in that box, now they're only going to agree with the other people in their box. And when someone on in the other box says something, it's like, no. That's definitely wrong because everyone else in my box says it is. Mm -hmm. And how can we ever progress and truly get things right if we're coming from that type of perspective? It's going to be so troublesome and I think it's going to be impossible. And, you know, I have conversations with people and they say, oh, well, it's an election year and that's why all of this is being talked about in this way. And I call bullshit because it's always like this. Like, it's not every four years to me. It's every year. Like, mm -hmm. there's always something being talked about where it's, oh, it's the left. No, it's the right. It's the Democrats. It's the Republicans. It's whoever. Mm -hmm. it, it's all garbage. Like, <laughs> like for real. Like, I mean, that, that's the way I look at it. Like, be open-minded. Like I, I, like, I don't identify as a Republican or as a Democrat, yet there's things that can be said by a Democrat that I may agree with. And then that same Democrat might say something else related to a different, you know, industry or entity. And I could disagree. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Republicans. Republicans would say things that I'd be like, well, that's fucking stupid. I don't agree with that. But then they say something else and it's like, Oh, okay. I can agree with that. I can get down with that. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's possible because, I'm a human being and we all are and we're very nuanced and there's multiple 
levels to all of us. And I want to invite you to check in and see like, how do you make your decisions on different things like this, whether it's COVID, whether it's racial injustice, whatever it is, do you simply agree with something because the people that you identify with agree with it? Or do you truly agree with it because you look at the information, you take a broad view of it, you really dissect it, and you make a decision on your own? Because at the end of the day, you get to be your own individual and you get to have your own thoughts and your own opinions. And those thoughts of opinions get to come from the facts that you gather, the information that you gather, not just from the people that you follow saying it. Yeah, that's a great point. Oh, man, I resonate so much with what you said. So the big thing I want to emphasize again from what you said is how am I making decisions or how am I choosing what to believe? I think that's so important. And I, you know, a reality is, is I do not want to, I do not choose to make the decision to go down the rabbit hole on every single topic that ever comes up that I'm interested in. That's, I don't think that I will be efficient or achieve the goals that I actually have in mind if that's the way I go about it. However, when something does come up and it, it, you know, something interests me about it, then yes, I go out and I kind of allow myself to go down the rabbit hole. And what I really attempt to do as well is find resources that if there's nothing that's going to be neutral, then find resources that's going to cover both sides, that's going to cover whether it's for it or against it, however, and that way kind of make my decision on, okay, like this side is saying this and this side is saying this this is my understanding and this is what I believe and going from there. And then under, you know, I really do enjoy looking at both sides. I really do enjoy doing that um, and then making a decision. And I think that's so, so important. It's not, you know, I would say before 2020, I was very much like a headline reader. Like I would read an article here and there, but essentially the way I consumed the news and the way I understood the world was what does a headline say? And then that was it. And then I would just repeat whatever the headline said. And then the other, I'm thinking about this now, the other person would be like, Oh yeah, I saw that too. And like, that's where the conversation ended. It was like never beyond that because clearly I make up both of us read the headline and that was as far as we went. So actually understanding like, okay, what does the article say or what does the headline actually mean? Or let me see if I can find a video on what this headline is referring to, whatever that is. And that's for the topics that I get fired up about. Like I said, I'm not doing this for every single thing because that is not feasible for me. That's not my choice and what I want to do with my time. But I think that's a big one, babe. I'm really happy that you mentioned that. I think that's important is how are you making the decisions? Is it just from headlines? Is it just because someone said something? Or is it simply just because you've heard it for so long that you just take it for what it is? Mm. Or like actually take a moment and be like, why do I believe that? And then going from there, if there's literally nothing that can you can actually tangibly be like, oh, that's why I believe this because this or this or this, then it's likely just because I heard it for so long that that's what I believe. It's powerful. Being able to check yourself and see how do I know this thing that I'm talking about? How do I know that I'm right? And 
it's okay to be wrong. You know, I assert many things. And when I assert these things, I assert them while maintaining that I'm open to being wrong. And if new information or different information comes out and people can show me that way, then I look into it and then I go from there. But it it takes me being open enough to be able to look at what somebody else is saying. And something that I would invite you to do, all of the listeners, is to check in and see how open are you to what other people are saying. Are you caught up with being in control of your own narrative? Are you caught up with being right about your beliefs? Or are you open to the possibility that something else might exist out there? Whether that's in regards to COVID-19 or anything else. Because when you're able to think critically, be open-minded, and really search for answers, and just like you were saying, Ali, being able to research both sides, that's going to put you in a position to be informed and to move forward from there. So that's something that I would implore all of you to do is to check in with yourself in that way. Yeah, and I would love to add that if you're listening to this and you feel stuck in your health journey or where to begin or maybe you started and now you've kind of been off it, whatever it is, Albie and I are always happy to talk to people about how we can better our health. Always. So if you're listening to this and you found this on through our Instagram, through a friend, whatever it is, and you don't know where to start, you can always hit us up on Instagram. We're happy. I mean, literally happy to talk about how we can better our health because we can do this together. We can do this as a community. If you know, we don't have to do this on our own. You know, COVID-19 has created this space of oftentimes isolation or, you know, what we're calling social distancing, physical distancing. However, we are human beings. We're tribal beings. We are meant to be in community, to share space, to share meals. Those are the things that literally bring us joy because it's how we are built. So if you're listening to this and you don't know where to start, you can hit us up. Yeah, appreciate that invitation because that's what it's all about. Like I'm, I, I know that I'm here to help you grow and help you transform, whether that's in your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, or your spiritual health, because we deserve to live our best life and we deserve to have joy and to have peace and to really enjoy our time here while we're here. Because if COVID's shown us anything, it's shown us that life is short and life is precious and you get to decide, like this is what I'm saying, I'm telling you that you get to decide how you take control of your health because what you put in your mouth is on you. What time you decide to go to sleep is on you. What type of people you decide to surround yourself with is on you. The type of information and media that you decide to consume is on you. And I think ownership is the most pivotal thing that we get to tap into to understand how powerfully we all are 
and how much control we have over the things that we can control. And anything that's out of your control, which is what other people say, what other people think, what other people do, that has nothing to do with you. Don't let that take away from your peace. Start with yourself because at the end of the day, you are the common denominator in every single situation that you find yourself in. Yes, yes, that's amazing. Thank you for your time. I appreciate y'all sharing space with us. Ali, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. I loved talking about this. I love spreading health. I know you do as well. So I'm very, very happy we got to talk about this. Absolutely. And if we can do it, you can too.